Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. So um, today's topic is something that I think is near and dear to my beautiful wife's heart (laughs) because she is – oh, Julie, you didn't see that bus coming, did you? Oh, I did. I did. Oh, you did. You knew I was going to throw you under it, huh? (laughs) Yes, I heard the engine revving up. Yes, exactly. So Julie is a recovering perfectionist. So when Mm -hmm. she told me, and you guys have figured out by now, for the most part, Julie comes up with the topics of our radio show, um, when she told me she was going to be uh, making the radio today on um, perfectionism, I thought, well, that is interesting. This should be a very insightful radio show. And as I read through the notes that she's prepared for all of you, um, you will find that for the most part, all of us, uh, to differing degrees, suffer from the very curable affliction of perfectionism. So here's the thing. You need to um, remember that Julie, who's going to be presenting her uh, points here in a second, is a recovering perfectionist herself, um, and perfectionism has a place. Surgeons, I want them to be a perfectionist, right? (laughs) Astronauts, perfectionists. F-22 fighter pilots, I want you to be very, very, very detail-oriented, and you better be a perfectionist. You guys get the point. But here's the thing. You sell real estate. You don't need to be a perfectionist. And some of you use perfectionism as your excuse. So I want you to open your mind to the fact that perfectionism is making you broke. It is literally and will continue to literally make you broke because at the end of the day, and here it is, and this will be slightly offensive to some of you, I realize that, and that's okay. If what I'm about to say offends you, chances are you're guilty of it. So don't allow your ego's response of feeling, you know, in, in the manifestation, manifestation of your ego's response of being offended. Don't allow that to prevent you from actually listening. Because as I said, Julie has gone through this herself. So here it is. Ready? A perfection, a perfectionism is nothing other than, here it is, here's the offensive word, being lazy. Ooh, I bet even Julie was insulted by that, but it's true. So perfectionism is actually um, – the exact opposite of what you actually might think it is. It's just being lazy. What do I mean by that, Julie? Would you like me to answer? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that because we do see this a lot with coaching clients as well, and I, I probably do recognize it even more because I have this challenge myself, it's just a very sophisticated, very elaborate excuse. I like how you, you know, called your excuse sophisticated, Julie. Well, it's quite intellectual, don't you think? <laughs> it's, you mean, you mean perfectionists are only people that are actually well, uh, above course. average intellectually, and and, and well, you duh. know exactly. <laughs> I see. Okay, okay. Now I understand a little bit of defensiveness of the perfectionism. I know. But, Try to but, keep but it light. Julie, I, but I did say that the perfectionism was um, essentially Lazy. right. Did that offend you? No, no, because uh, you know I see it with things that I do sometimes. I see it with coaching clients. We'll talk about that on this radio show is where this manifests itself. But, you know, when I'm doing this on a coaching call, I'm talking to the coaches about how to do this. question is, honestly, has there ever been a perfect real estate transaction? 
is that even possible? I mean, isn't that kind of a joke? I mean, you laughed as soon as I said it, right? As if that's even possible, a perfect real estate transaction. But he, and even when we think even, they're perfect, they get wrecked. But go ahead. But even, it's not even necessary. That's the thing. You well, know, that's I just that's had a coaching, the bigger point, yeah. Yeah. I just had a coaching call with some new clients um, in Florida, Howard and Angela. And hopefully they're listening. I know they are listening. Okay. And here's the thing. Their homework from the first call to the second call was to – um, do a minimal amount of uh, essentially outbound picking up the phone, calling people. wasn't a lot. It was virtually nothing. So they had some good excuses, right? They had six deals going contract. They were this, they were that, they were the other thing. But then I started to drill down on why they didn't do the five contacts, right? wasn't really that much work. It would have been something they could have busted out in realistically a half hour. Why didn't they do it? And then that's where all the excuses came in that were neatly wrapped in a lovely, you know, well-done wrapping paper of perfectionism. Well, the, this wasn't right, and then this wasn't right, and then that wasn't right, and da 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 So, you know, I listened to their excuses. Then, again, they had really, you can tell they had really conceptualized these. They thought these were really valid excuses. They had convinced themselves that they were valid excuses. So after they got done expressing what they were saying, I said, okay, so setting all of those aside, setting all those, you know, well-reasoned, logical reasons why you didn't, you know, do this effort, what would be another reason why you didn't do it? And then there was a pause on the call because <laughs> then they realized mm-hmm. they couldn't use the same excuses again, and then they came up with the truth. You know, so the, the, the essence of it was do this minimum amount of uh, outbound prospecting, guys, at five contacts or whatever it was, um, and you don't even have to have any sort of specific result. It was no, all new for them. All I wanted to do is just get them in the motion that – very reasonable, right? Easy to do homework. Didn't do it. Came back to the call with this wasn't right, that wasn't right, didn't have this right, didn't have that right. Wrote down all their, you know, again, their well-reasoned excuses why they didn't do it, perfectionist-based excuses. So we set those aside, and what did that leave? Ask the question again. So why didn't you do it? You can't say any of those other things twice. So why didn't you do it? Then it came to the real, the truth of the matter. They were fearful of it. They didn't. They were nervous about the rejection. It was a new experience. They were new. It was all these types of things. But what they'd done was, is they had actually bought off on, and I guess they thought I was going to buy off on, the idea that their uh, perfectionist-based excuse making was going to be okay in terms mm-hmm. of not actually getting the desired effort. And it wasn't. And and I think as a result of me helping them realize that they're just using perfectionism or using their tendencies to be perfectionists as excuse to not do the real work, setting those things aside, hopefully it will cause them a shift in their behavior um, very shortly and they can start getting better results. So, Julie, um, I also want to do a shout-out to our friends at Mojo Cells because as I was talking about Howard and Angela, one of their homework assignments was to actually reach out to Mojo Cells and subscribe to the service. Guys, everybody, especially this time of year, if you're not doing this yet, you need to start doing it. Expired listings. There's so many expired listings. Oh, Tim, what are you talking about? My market's super hot. Really? Here's your. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the MLS and I want you to look to see how many expireds there were in the last day of last month and the first day of this month. And I want you to actually see what you're missing. There are in any market. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of expireds. Now go back six months and look to see how many expireds. Those are, for the most part, sellers that still want to sell if they haven't relisted and haven't sold already. Embrace the fact that you can, um, with some effort, I'm not saying it's easy, with some effort, you can 
start being one of these agents that anytime you choose, you can pick up the phone and take a listing. That is the very pathway to financial freedom, knowing that you have that power. Mojo Sells is the perfect tool for getting started in uh, the expired prospecting arena. And, of course, they also can help you uh, focus on the for sale by owners and centers of influence and past clients. So if there's one of the very basic tools you should all have in your businesses, it's definitely mojosells.com. So, Julie, let's get to your notes. Well, it's funny because Mojo takes that whole, well, I didn't do it because I couldn't find every phone number on every expired, that whole perfectionist excuse. Guess what? There's things that get to take that away, and then you got to get cracking. Well, so, yeah. you and I are you and I are spinning around <laughs> the same thing, but it's a, you said something that's really powerful, right? That is what they said. We were worried about calling people on the do not call mm-hmm. list. How do we know that they weren't actually relisted? How do I know I'm going to get phone numbers? How do I know what time I can legally call them, even though all that information has already been given to yeah. them? But the perfectionist tendencies, they'd use those as excuses Analysis not to actually paralysis. do the real Exactly. All right. So, Julie, I'm not – so yes. no, jump in. Okay. So first let's actually define what is perfectionism. It is simply a disposition to regard anything short of perfection as unacceptable. And, yeah, I definitely can admit and confess that I have a strong uh, lean towards that way. Now, as a coach, I've learned where to use that. For example, it's not acceptable for you to go on four listing presentations and only take one. Yes, I'm a perfectionist about the results that we get out of our clients, but I I get excited about that. So again, perfectionism, a disposition to regard anything short of perfection as unacceptable. Here's a fact. Being a perfectionist in real estate is a liability, and I learned that very early on. This is a major, major lesson to learn from this radio show. Being a perfectionist in real estate is a liability. Here's the myth that you can't or shouldn't do certain things in this business until you're perfect at it. That's a myth. Here's the fact. Your job is to earn while you learn. Embrace the fact that there is no perfect real estate transaction. And I used to joke, you know, we would have things that looked like perfect real estate deals, you know, motivated seller, pre-qualified, pre-approved buyer, and everybody had nice personalities, and then somebody would just have to wreck it. You'd have, like, a really rotten co-op agent. Even though the deal was absolutely perfect, something would always wreck it. So realize there is no real perfection in real estate. So here's something that's helped me, embracing the serenity prayer. This is something you can use virtually on the hour in real estate, especially those of you who have lots of pendings right now, lots of sellers you're taking care of. God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change that I can, change the things that I can, and the wisdom to actually know the difference. That that should be called the real estate prayer. I think. <laughs> okay. Right? So if you're a perfectionist, find things in real estate that you can control. Again, major coaching lesson. I have many, many coaching calls about this. Be a perfectionist with things like relentless, timely lead follow-up. You can be a perfectionist about that. You can be the best person in your entire marketplace about being great at lead follow-up. Be a perfectionist with your pre-qualification of buyers and sellers. You can be perfect at that. You can have a standard that you never meet with a buyer or seller who you have not asked the pre-qualification questions from the pre-qual scripts that we teach. Great place to manifest your perfectionism. Be a perfectionist with your pre-listing presentation routine and your listing presentation scripts. Have a standard that you never meet with anyone without sending them a pre-listing package first, assuming they're a seller. Be a perfectionist with your customer service. Don't end the day with stuff stuck in your voicemail. 
And as a perfectionist coach, honestly, it does make me crazy when I call coaching clients or I hear this from the coaches. I've been trying to reach this coaching client, but their voicemail's full. What's up with that? Be a perfectionist about your customer service. So next point, be present. Appreciate what the good or great things are that happen each and every day. Did you have a great meal? Did you meet a lovely new acquaintance that you're going to be friends with? Did your kid give you a big hug this morning? Stop trying to make things perfect all the time and appreciate the happenstance of life. So, Tim, I want to pause here for a second. Hopefully this is making sense. This is obviously something I'm passionate about, so I might be talking in run-on sentences here. But, um, you know, the first point is embrace what you can be a perfectionist at. There are some things in real estate that you can be great at as a hey, perfectionist. Hey, listeners, 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 did you hear Julie's perfectionist tendencies just creeping out when she was, <laughs> when she was basically worried about having run-on sentences? <laughs> hey, I like to be precise. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably I know. It. exactly. Yeah, it is. It is the same thing, right? So you're you're so but that's my way a of giving example, myself a breath. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I understand. But that that's a fair that's a fair example though of like if you're it, it Julie just said something really critical. You should be a perfectionist at presenting. You should be a perfectionist at yeah. setting appointments. You should be a perfectionist at negotiating contracts. You should be a perfectionist at um you know, those things, the things that are going to put you in the way of helping somebody and making money. The rest of the stuff in real estate, honestly, doesn't really matter. It just doesn't. If you become just good at one thing, uh, setting listing appointments, pre-qualifying listing appointments, taking listings and getting your listings sold. So in other words, the one thing being basically being a great listing agent, you just get good at that and you're terrible at everything else. You have the most disorganized office, which I have a feeling uh, I'm speaking to about 95% of you. You have the most disorganized everything, right? It doesn't matter. If you're good at that one thing of being a listing agent, you will win in this business every single time. You know, the oldest saying in real estate is you got to list the last, and that's more true now than ever. And look at the difference between the agents in your office, the agents in your marketplace. It's no longer, you know, it's really, truly the top producers are all listing agents, dominant listing agents, not agents that are, you know, buyer's agents. And unfortunately, that trend is just going to uh, be amplified over the next probably 12 to 24 months. Agents that know how to list are going to be the ones that are in the business long term. The churn rate, the number of agents that come into business and fail out of the business, though they, you know, a lot of them choose to leave the business, but let's be honest, you're not choosing to leave something that's working, um, so they fail out of the business. Well, they fail out of the business because they don't learn to be listing agents or they struggle with this understanding and accepting of the fact that, they have to, that being a listing agent requires skills requires that you are really good at certain activities. But, guys, here's the beauty of it. Just focus on becoming the best listing agent you can. And if you suck at all the rest, good. Who cares? Become the best right. listing your focus agent you is can. in the right place. Right. But stop using, for example, my office is disorganized. I need to make it perfect. My CRM is, you know, whatever, and, mm-hmm. and I need to make it perfect. My home brochures, my this, my that, my other thing. Don't allow your mind to fool you into thinking that those things are even, they're not even really that important. At the end of the day, they're mildly important. 
provided you are a killer listing agent. Once you're a great listing agent and at will, you can pick up the phone and take a listing. Trust me when I tell you, you will have 100% clarity about where your priorities should be and where you should choose to use your perfectionist tendencies. But chances are, and Julie's about to get to her next point, your perfectionist tendencies are actually slowing you down from embracing For the sure. greatest gift to real estate, which is being a listing agent. Jules? That's right. So be perfect at the things that you do have control over and simply let the rest go. Daily minimum standards are your best friends on this. Decide what's most important and stick to it. So let's say that you've decided from this day forward that you are going to be a perfectionist at lead follow-up. You never end the day with leads stuck in your voicemail or your email or a referral to you that you haven't called. So you're going to be a perfectionist that just have a daily minimum standard that you cannot live with yourself if you haven't actually called all of your leads back. You can be perfect at the things that you have control over. That's something you control how fast you're on top of your lead follow-up. Be perfect at that. Have daily minimum but Julie, standards. Julie, mm-hmm. let's drop something in there, though, because that in itself is a great point. But lead follow-up to a lot of agents doesn't really mean anything. It's lead mm-hmm. follow-up with the intent of setting an appointment. Yeah, it's lead follow-up sure. with the intent of pre-qualifying. It's not just calling somebody back and having a nice little you know, vanilla hey, conversation with them. Great. So, Julie, you'll yeah. be a buyer. I'm going to call you. So, guys, um, sure. a quick uh, company that we endorse, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Uh, definitely want to check it out. It's one of the best, you know, essentially buyer and seller lead generation systems out there, and it's super cheap, uh, no gotchas, you know, no contracts. I really like the service, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. So I'm going to pretend I'm a listing agent, Julie, and you're going to be mm-hmm. the uh, buyer that just called off one of my signs, okay? Sure. So I'm gonna, yep. Guys, I'm going I'm to take you through just the first two or three lines of a script that you have to be perfect at, okay? That's it. I'm just going to take you the first two or three lines. Ring, ring. Hello. Hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. As a courtesy, when people call our 800 number, we'd like to give them a quick call back to see if they have any questions about the home they called about. Oh, um, yeah. I was just driving by a house. I think it was over on Elm Street, and I was just wondering what the price is. Ah, Elm Street. That is a great house. Seems like everybody's calling about that one. Let me check on the computer to make sure it's still available. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Well, I have a house over on Cherry Street, but I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it or sell it. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Now, what I was doing and what you guys heard, and if you're paying attention, you just and if you hadn't heard us do that before, you are now having the biggest light bulb go off in your head. Because <laughs> what do most agents do? Right, hopefully. What do most agents do? They give information. They try to form a fake relationship. They hopefully maybe get around to talking about if they have a house to sell. No. You guys, when you follow our scripts and follow them exactly, don't change them. Become a perfectionist at knowing our scripts. When you become a perfectionist at doing that script, for example, you will find that 50% of all the buyers that call into your 800 number are, uh, you know, from 800homehotline.com also have, guess what, a house to sell. And by asking that question at the top of the call, you now are going to pivot and start talking, answer their questions about the house, but then you're obviously going to start pivot and talking to them about their priorities and their time frames to get their property sold. It's all part of the scripts. Make sure you're using them. Become a perfectionist, people, at that. Become the world's best pre-qualifier. Become the world's best lead follow-upper. Is that, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> become the now. world's best presenter. It is now, okay? That's what you become a perfectionist about. The rest of it is just static. It's noise. 
You can have somebody else do it for you, or you don't do it at all. Most times it will still work out, as long as you're a great listing agent. Jules? Well, that's so true. And when you are a great listing agent, you have the freedom to make those decisions that maybe now you can hire the world's best perfectionist transaction coordinator, and you don't even have to do that yourself. So it's not that we're saying – yeah, it's not – we're not saying – lose your perfectionism because that's not going to happen. I've learned over the years that that's just unrealistic. It's deciding where in real estate to manifest your perfectionist tendencies. So next point, have a solid filter against things that wreck your sense of what's right. Perfectionism has that very strong sense of, you know, something is wrong with this uh, transaction with this prospect you know, really trust your spider senses and then say, you know what, that's not fitting into the mold that I know of a real pre-approval. So use that in that end in that end of things, right? So have a good filter. Next is, and this is a huge point in real estate, understand that done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. You can be done with a project and then revise. Some of you guys take like eight months to get a pre-listing package done because you're trying to make it perfect. And in those eight months that you took screwing around with different people trying to help you and wiggling around with this and trying to figure out the tech because you're a control freak and it's got to be perfect, how many transactions could you have been doing if it was 90% perfect? But in use, right, it's done is better than perfect. Well, the actual quote, Jules, the the actual quote from the lady who runs Facebook is perfect Mm -hmm. is the enemy of done, right? Yeah, So that's that's what she says, perfect. But it's funny though when she when it was publicized that that was one of her favorite things to say inside Facebook, it's because uh-huh. she is surrounded by people that are coders, and she's you know all those guys are for the most part very analytical. And analytical folks, if you guys are not familiar with that term, go to listen to our past radio show and listen about DISC. So analytical folks have a tendency to be the ones that use perfectionism as a way of procrastinating, which is a way ultimately basically of avoiding the things they don't want to do, which is our way of saying you're just being lazy. I know that's offensive, but such is the way. So here's the, here's the thing. Done is the enemy of perfect. So she gave the coders permission to in, uh, not be essentially to, re- to release products that weren't necessarily as perfect as they'd want, want them to be because there is, Jolie's point from earlier, there is no such thing as perfect. There is no such thing as anything being truly done. There is no such thing as anything ever being, you know, exactly the way you want it to be. Who cares? Just get it done. Just get it out the door. Just get the calls made. Don't worry about – well, Julie, here, you know what I'm thinking about now? Hmm. Analytical coaching clients who basically mm-hmm. will procrastinate making phone calls until they have everything completely done, right? Or they want to have the script perfectly memorized. Oh, yes, perfect. They want to role play till the cows come home. Right. You know, you guys should role play. I agree. Role play with sellers. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Real prospects. <okay? laughs> Real prospects. Okay, so, you know, I got to get my pre-listing pack, you know, perfect. Yes, but you got to get it perfect while you're actually using it. I have to get my listing presentation memorized. I have to be able to, you know, have it so it's absolutely, nope. Practice on sellers. That's how you do it. Yeah. You get in the action, and then what happens is the pressure of the environment of having that listing presentation um, will make you better faster because you want because you're now using your perfectionist tendencies for good. 
you don't want to be embarrassed in front of the seller. So now you're going to be really good, really fast at listing presentation. Mm. You're going to be watching all the videos on real estate coaching essentials. You're going to be, you know, memorizing. You're going to be working at such a high level that you will bust through that learning, uh, that learning level so fast it won't, you know, it will be no comparison to the old you. Julie, next point. Next point is to embrace imperfection in real estate. Just accept it and embrace it. I used to make it a joke like, well, of course there's termites on top of the rotten roof, right? Well, duh, of course. Of course they're going to have financing problems. So here's the thing. If you're doing the things that you know are necessary to provide the highest level of service to the most people you can help, and you're doing the things that you don't always want to do when you don't want to do them, but you're always doing it at the highest level possible, that really is the level of perfection that you can reach in real estate. The rest of it, you got to embrace and just say, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. And I'll tell you, Tim, where I, normal, where I originally learned that was when our broker, Rory, came into my office one day when I was totally frustrated. I had like 20 deals pending, and I, I was just unglued. And he said, you know what your problem is? You expect everything to go perfectly. Expect everything to be unglued all the time and be glad when it closes, and then stormed off. That was his glory way of coaching, right? And, but I really took that seriously, and I thought, you know, I've just got to change my mindset. Things are going to go sideways as long as I do the best job I can. I just let the rest go. And, boy, the stress just melted away when I started doing that. So the next point is to be a leader in your transactions. Take responsibility and be accountable to the results that you wish to see. Because you can't be both a perfectionist and then delegate to everybody else and wait for the deal to close itself. Utilize your perfectionist abilities to be the leader in your transactions. You most likely, and a lot of our perfectionist clients, are the reason that their deals close. And that's a great way to use it. Next thing we just touched on, expect problems and challenges in all of your deals. It's normal in real estate to have issues. It's actually abnormal not to. So be the one that provides the solutions. Next is... You can't control it all, but be the best at what you are in charge of. Be the best, again, at generating leads, following up on them with urgency, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Those are the places to be a perfectionist at. Make the pledge to always be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. And my closing point, Tim, there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist. You just have to know where and when to apply this in real estate so that you can both sleep well at night and also not make yourself crazy. That's a delicate balance that the top producers who are making the money that they need to make for themselves and their family through helping the most people they can help, that's what they've learned. Just know where and when to apply it in real estate, and again, you can sleep well at night, but also not make yourself crazy. Back to you, Tim. So, Julie, I have a question for you. Sure. <laughs> Hear that truck coming again, by the way? Oh, so we've boy. Been married. <laughs> we've been married for 24 years this year. That's not the question. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact, right? Um, right. So 24 years – is that right, Julie? 20, no, I'm kidding. 24 years this year, okay? So mm -hmm. you were not somebody who was willing to embrace your the way that being a perfectionist was actually hurting you for the longest time. I'm curious, for all the listeners out there, what caused you to essentially make it so perfectionism was no, was no longer holding you back from what you wanted to accomplish in life? Well, I think that it happens for anybody who's motivated that eventually, and I wouldn't have called it this at the time, but realizing that done is better than perfect and moving the ball forward and getting things done is where the money's at and that's where the transactions are and helping more people at a higher level creates the income that you want. And, you know, you and I have wanted things to do, be, and see in life. 
that require more flexibility than being an absolute rigid perfectionist would have afforded us to do. We wouldn't have this business if I was overly rigid. However, I have found places to manifest that, you know, like in taking extra excellent care of our coaching clients. I do pride myself on that, but I got to know where to use that and not to try and apply it everywhere on everything. Well, you're a perfectionist with basically coaching the coaches too. Yes. Yeah. They'll tell you so that too. That, <laughs> so, so the concept, the con- yeah, I know they will. So the concept that perfectionism is uh, the manifestation of lazy is offensive to say, but it's also true. So for the folks mm-hmm. that are out there that are, that are kind of maybe sort of kind, almost uh, willing to admit that they're perfectionists and it's actually hampering, um, you know, essentially the life that they're living, the money that they're earning, the people that they're able to help, you, I know, I think I remember, um, when you were willing to accept the fact that it was just essentially another word for lazy, did that help you in, in any way of moving? Now, this was for, you know, what, 15 like 20 years ago that right. you were working through this, so I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't remember exactly. But you've certainly helped thousands of agents work through this, as well as helping our coaches uh, coach their clients to move through this. So, we, was helping, was admitting that perfectionism is a manifestation of lazy. Did that help or hurt? I think initially it hurts because you feel like, you know, well, what do you mean? I'm trying to do this perfectly. You know, it's kind of insulting to look at it as a laziness aspect. But then when you look at how it causes you to procrastinate and not get things done and maybe not call and talk to the people. I used used to not want to do, like, those tough negotiation calls or um, that sort of thing or maybe in the early days of coaching be confrontational. But when you start seeing the results you get by not having to be perfect but by taking those steps and by taking the risk of moving things forward, that in itself is encouraging enough that it's working, right? So I I think that we see this with coaching clients a lot, that until they have taken that risk and gotten results for both themselves and their clients, they can stay in that perfectionist mode. And you've got to be able to just, you know, step off that cliff and say, you know what, that's all right. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to move it forward. That's better than spinning in analysis paralysis. And it's actually quite freeing. Well, yeah. well. So, talk about that. Why is it freeing? Why is it freeing to relinquish the perfectionist tendencies, or at least to be in control of them, so they're no longer controlling you? Why is that freeing? Yeah. Well, you get something done faster, and there's some satisfaction in that. That it's not hanging over you all the time, right? So, perfectionists continually have this never-ending to-do list because they're procrastinating until they can do it perfectly. And that list becomes bigger and bigger and bigger until then you don't really feel like doing anything. And that's where you realize that it's being laziness. Well, you developed a little mantra for yourself. And I, I've heard our coaches saying this. I know of Herbert, you know, thousands of coaching clients saying this as well because they adopted it from you. I'm a doer. I get things done. Yep. Right? I do things now. Yep. Yes. I'm a doer. I do right. things I, now. I get things done. Yep. That is so the something- affirmation that kills the procrastination. So say it again slower so they can write it down. Yeah, I'm a doer. That's an action word. I'm a doer. I do things now. I get things done. If you say that over and over, even if you did it 20 times a day, it's impossible to be stuck in that analysis paralysis. So, guys, here's the bottom line. Your perfectionism is probably making you broke. I say probably because unless you are like Julie and like a lot of our coaches and our clients, unless you've actually been able to use the perfectionism for good opposed to evil, chances are it's holding you back. And chances are you are you have built 
a lot of really fantastic ways of rationalizing the continuation of your perfectionist tendencies. Use words like lazy to shock you, to make it so your ego is like feeling defensive. Oh, you know, da 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 Because that is the start of allowing yourself to learn new things. It's kind of like if you guys want to have an interesting challenge, start using your left hand if you're right-hand dominant. Start using your left hand to do the clicking on your computer, right? You will physically actually have resistance to it. Well, the same thing happens when you're trying to move away from behaviors like being a perfectionist. Guys, if there's anything we can do for you at any time, remember, just request a free coaching call. It's our pleasure to help you in any way we can. Um, We are very excited. Very shortly, we're going to be able to offer a um, coaching program. Well, it's Real Estate Coaching Essentials, but we're going to be offering student loans where literally everyone's going to get approved. So your excuse or your uh, procrastination of becoming a coaching client because, you know, your your mindset was, well, it's just too expensive for me, we're going to remove that. It's going to be completely eliminated within the next probably week or so, and I'm very excited about that, and so should you as well. But if there's anything we can be doing to help you guys, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And remember, when you do, we also will give you a copy of our uh, book, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. It is the Napoleon Hill book that Julie and I updated for real estate. And we'll also give you another uh, book. And this one's both of these are available on Amazon. So if you want to go buy them, I mean, that's great too. But if you just request a free coaching call, we'll give them to you. The other book is called The Real Estate Treasure Map. So there you go. Real Estate uh, Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. All you've got to do is request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. In the meantime, we will talk with you on the radio tomorrow and have a fantastic day. So like a lot of you, our business is growing quickly. I mean, matter of fact, since the beginning of the year, we have added between coaches and salespeople over 50 people. And one of the (laughs) constant challenges we have is, like you, communication. So how do we all keep in contact with each other? We have actually upgraded our entire systems to VTech phones. Now, I personally was very fearful of getting into the whole, you know, figuring out what phone system to use. And I was very tempted to even do what a lot of you are probably doing, just say, well, the heck with it, I'm just going to go with the cell phone and use that for everything. But unfortunately, cell phones have a lot of limited use. The dropped calls, the receptions, the audio quality, all that good stuff. That's the reason that we are looking for a really great solution, and we went with VTech phones. And now the wonderful thing about VTech phones, and I'm going to give you guys some more specific, specific information about that now, is that they're just so easy to use. They're just plug and play. You don't need an IT guy. You don't need to call out you know, your phone guy. It's simple. It's an elegant solution that all of you need to seriously consider, whether it's just you and an assistant, or it's you and your in your team, or frankly, the VTech four line small business phone system might even be perfect if you are working out of your house and use it as your home phone. VTech's new four line small business phone system is the perfect solution for small business owners that need to install a phone system that has the qualities and features that they have previously only been available for companies with bigger budgets. The new system is the most affordable and easy to install four line system on the market. The four line small business phone system components include the main console and the optional of expandable cordless desk sets, cordless accessory handsets, cordless headsets, and speaker phones, allowing the system to grow alongside a business up to 10 extensions. The VTech four-line small business phone system components are available in stores and online at Office Depot, Office Max, and Staples, as well as online at vtechphones.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, 
visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.